And we are so excited to announce something brand new here at Bayshore Community Church. Available now on any of the app stores, either Apple or Android or even Amazon, is the exciting Bayshore Church app for your mobile device. Now this app is chock full of content for you to use to engage with Bayshore. There's a sermon archive where you can browse past messages from both campuses. There's ways for you to sign up for classes, for events, for small groups. There's events calendars so that you don't miss anything that's happening. There's even a Bible reading section where you can get daily updates on where we are reading in the Bible. Also, this app has a great new giving feature, a very sleek and efficient way to easily give anytime you like and also have reoccurring gifts. So be sure to check out our app. You can go to bayshorecc.org slash app. That's bayshorecc.org slash app. And find links to download the Bayshore Church app. Good morning, folks. Good morning. Thank you, Pastor Danny, uh, for that very nice introduction. Uh, I first want to uh, welcome you. Pastor Jeremy welcomed you already. I want to welcome our first-time guests and also our second-time guests and our third-time guests. We're so grateful that maybe you have come back to visit us and join us again. We, we love it. Thank you so very much for coming to check us out, to spend your morning with us. We are honored and blessed to have you here. And I, I want to say uh, good morning to our Facebook fans, our Facebook Folks who watch us, that might be my husband down in Georgia, might be my son Tommy who's on a um, tugboat somewhere in the Delaware Bay or the port of Philadelphia, port of Wilmington, he might be watching us on Facebook. So good morning Facebook family. As Pastor Danny said, he asked me to share a message about our Bayshore groups. September has been our, our group's kickoff and sign-up month, and so many of you have, have joined a group already, and, and we're blessed that you have done that. That's a great decision. You have made a great choice. So I encourage you in your decision of joining a Bayshore group. And my message also today is to hopefully encourage some of you who haven't taken that step yet, um, maybe to reconsider, to check out our Bayshore group pamphlet See what we have to offer. Maybe you'll reconsider, hopefully with my encouragement today, and say, hey, I want to be a part of a Bayshore group as well. Now, Pastor Danny asked me to talk on Bayshore groups, and, and that's a great topic. But <laughs> Pastor Danny knows me well enough that I like to spice things up a little bit. So the title of my message today is Groups and Love. <laughs> groups and love, just to keep your attention. Groups and love. Um, you know, last year I say, I made this pamphlet. I was here, I've been here at the church for a year, and I've been working for one month at the church. And Pastor Danny said, Now, Jody, are you going to have that Bayshore Groups pamphlet ready to go in a week or two? And guess what? They didn't hire me for my computer skills. <laughs> So I immediately went into panic mode and despair and sat at my desk in the building that is no longer there and cried <laughs> over this pamphlet. Like, oh, I'm not sure what I'm doing in the computer program, the, the clicking, the sliding, the logging on. I'm, I don't know all about that. So truly, I was in tears over this pamphlet. But guess what? 
This year, I had it going on. I'm clicking, I'm typing, I'm sending, I'm emailing, I'm downloading. I got it all. (laughs) So no tears were shed over this uh, pamphlet. First, I want to share a little bit of my testimony. And it really is a story of of a Bayshore group. It's a story of a Bayshore group. It's a story about a group that truly changed my life and really, in a way, saved my life. Um, 1990, my husband Tom and I moved from Newark, Delaware, down to Sussex County, to Millsboro. He was working with Delmarva Power, and he got a job offer in uh, Millsboro, so... We were up for it. We were up for the excitement for the adventure. So we were moving south of the canal. And I don't know if any of you know, people who live upstate consider south of the canal, well, a little maybe substandard. It's like, you're going south of the canal? <laughs> yeah, we're going down. We're going to go down to Sussex County. So my husband came. We, he took a job in Millsboro with Delmarva Power. Uh, we had a, a one-year-old, Tommy. And we did not know one soul. We had no family, no grandmother, no aunts, uncles, cousins, not one soul in Sussex County. But we were ready to move. We came down here, and that was in June 1990. And we started looking around for some churches, and um, we visited a couple churches. And in July of 1990, we found Bayshore. It was Gumborough Fellowship Church, the little brick building out front. And from day one... My husband and I walked in. We knew it was the right place for us. We felt connected. We felt at home immediately. We connected with Pastor Danny and his message. He was playing the guitar, leading uh, worship, leading the message. He was a one-man band. (laughs) And uh, we just loved the church from day one. So we had started coming. And um, uh, one Sunday, Pastor Danny said, now get up and... And greet your neighbor, like we did this morning a little bit. And of course, I I knew no one. And this couple came over to us. And the husband shook my, her husband shook my husband's hand. And this gal shook my hand. And she said, hi, it's nice to meet you. And that was Greg and Holly Hudson, who've been coming to this church for 30 plus years. Longer than we have. And Holly later told me, she shook my hand and she looked at me. Holly's about this tall, and her first and only thought was, well, she's too tall for me. <laughs> so we often laugh at that. Um, and as I, we started coming to church, all of a sudden it hit me like a brick wall. I, I became very lonely, lonely. I didn't really have, I didn't have a friend. I didn't have any social I had no social activities. I had my husband and my son, and we traveled around, had a good time in Sussex County. But I needed a friend. I needed to be calling somebody on the phone, doing some activities with, doing some social life with. And truly, that loneliness hit me. And that was after, shortly after we started coming to church. And I prayed a prayer. I was real honest with God. I said, God, I'm lonely. I need a friend here. And God is so faithful, so wonderful. The next week in church, Holly came up to me and said, Hey, Jody, a bunch of girls are going to the beach next week. Would you like to join us? And everything in me said, No. (laughs) I don't know any of you. Everything said, No, I don't want to go. 
to where I don't know, and I don't know who you people are. But on the outside, I said, yes, yes, I do. <laughs> and that was the start of, of the change in my experience here in Sussex County. Excuse me, one second. Um, I got to meet some girls. I got to become friends with Holly and her husband, Greg, and they are our lifelong friends since we've been here in Sussex County. And more importantly, Holly and Greg had a home group. They invited me into their home group, and I got to meet the people in that home group, the people who came to this church, and suddenly my life, my experience changed. I had friends. I got to know the folks here. I I became part of the church family. We got involved in activities, in ministries. I had some social things going with my new friends that I was making. So I say, I know you young people um, do the hashtag thing, and I'm not quite sure I understand the hashtag, but hashtag lonely no more. I was lonely no more. And if you know Holly Hudson, I haven't slowed down since. (laughs) She is on the go, and I can barely keep up with her. So it's, it's been great. And it all started with the Bayshore group. Um, just real quick, funny thing about that. In, the, the, in our home group, the adults met in one house, and the kids, we had some kids, we had childcare, they met in another house. And we employed Holly and Greg's two boys, Philip and Andrew Hudson, they were about 10, 11, 12 years old, <laughs> to watch all the home group children while the adults were having their meeting. And I tell you, They were watching toddlers, and my children were some of them. And guess what happens when you have children, toddlers, in diapers? (laughs) Sometimes those diapers needed to be changed. And Holly and Greg's boys, Philip and Andrew, still have not forgiven us for making them change some dirty diapers during home group. And a couple of those dirty diapers were my my children, and I know some other people who still come to this church. (laughs) I won't mention their names, but uh, Philip and Andrew had to change their dirty diapers. So just a funny little story. I'm reminded of Psalm 68, 6. God makes a home for the lonely. And boy, that is so true in my life. God made a home for this lonely girl. He made a home for when I was lonely with this church and my Bayshore group. So I was lonely no more. Pastor Danny's been teaching a wonderful series on the church. And as we saw, it's from the book of Acts. And it's been an amazing story about the birth and the growth of the church. It's been an awesome message. And it is there, it's Acts, where I turn to get one of the main points of my message. Remember my message? It's groups and love. Groups and love. So when you go home and they say, well, what did you learn about in church? What the message you can say? Groups and love. So here we go. Um, Acts 2. In Acts 2 is recorded the day of Pentecost. And I won't go into a lot of that because I know Pastor Danny has been preaching on it. The day of Pentecost, when the Holy Spirit came upon men, and it truly was the birthday of the church. It was the birthday of the church and the tongues of fire. The Holy Spirit was poured out upon men, and the church was born. In Acts 2, we have an amazing sermon preached by Peter. 
Peter rises up to be one of the early leaders of the church. And he has an awesome sermon throughout most of Acts 2. And it goes, I'll read just a few scriptures out of it. Peter in uh, 2.14, but Peter taking his stand with the eleven, raised his voice and declared to them, men of Judea and all you who live in Jerusalem, let this be known to you and give heed to my words. And he continues on in verse 38. And Peter said to them, this is 2.38, Peter said to them, Repent, and let each of you be baptized in the name of Jesus Christ for the forgiveness of your sins, and you shall receive the gift of the Holy Spirit. For the promise is for you and your children, and for all who are far off, as many as the Lord our God shall call to himself. He continues, and I'm I'm getting to my main point here. So then those who had received his word were baptized, And there were added that day about 3,000 souls. And they were continually devoting themselves to the apostles' teaching and to fellowship and to the breaking of bread and to prayer. And down in uh, verse 46, it says, And day by day, continuing with one mind in the temple and breaking bread from house to house, they were taking their meals together with gladness and sincerity of heart. When I read verse 42, they were continually devoting themselves to the apostles' teaching and to fellowship, to the breaking of bread and to prayer. It hit me so clearly. I said, that is the definition of our, of our groups. That is the definition of a small group. That is the definition of our Bayshore group. I turned to, um, I turned to our bulletin, our pamphlet about groups. Did you know you were designed to thrive in community with other believers and grow better together? Bayshore groups are one of the most important things we do. They are part of our DNA and culture. They're not an add-on or just another program. They are an essential journey as a church. It struck me that Bayshore groups, it's not man's idea. Small groups are not man's idea. It's not Pastor Danny's idea. It's not mine. It's not Pastor Jeremy's idea. It is God's idea, God's plan. This group gathering is God's idea. They were continuing with one mind in the temple, breaking bread from house to house. They were taking their meals together. That small group intimate get-together is God's ordained plan for us from the get-go, from the very start. When we are gathered together, I really felt like when, when we're gathered together in someone's uh, kitchen or or living room, or wherever, uh, in someone's house, or maybe at a restaurant. Pastor Jeff meets prime time at Pizza King. It's not just, oh, I'm going to go to this group now. Oh, I got to do this. Oh, I really need to do this. I'm feeling guilt that I need to do this. I really sense that when we're gathered together, if we could see with our spiritual eyes 
people in an intimate setting, sitting around, devoted to the apostles' teaching, maybe reading a Christian book, going over the sermon notes, watching a a video uh, of a book in the Bible and then studying about it. When we are doing that, if we could see with our spiritual eyes, I truly sense that that's holy ground. That's a holy moment. It's not just, oh, something I need to do, something the church has been talking about. It's God's ordained plan for us. And our time together in that intimate gathering is holy. They are holy moments. And I really think, you know... um, I just wish our eyes could be open. I bet there's angels standing all around us. Um, I truly believe when we gather like that, we are pleasing. We are pleasing our Heavenly Father. We are following His ordained plan for us, as stated in Acts. Um, I'm reminded of Scripture 3 John 1, 4. says, I have no greater joy than this. To hear of my children walking in truth. I just think when God sees us huddled around, sharing, laughing, eating, (laughs) watching, maybe crying, praying, like it said uh, in Acts, they devoted themselves to prayer. God is looking down, and we are his children, and that brings him joy. Those are holy moments we're together, getting to know each other, loving each other. He, he looks down with joy on that. Um, you might say, why is this God's plan or desire for us to gather and meet together? You know, I'm, I'm not convinced about it yet. Why? Why is that God's plan? And this is where the love part of my message comes in. And I'm, I'm a wannabe singer. How many of you know my good friend, Miss Tina Turner, and her song, What's love got to do, got to do with it? What's love but a plain old-fashioned notion? Now, see, that's why I'm not on the praise team. (laughs) But I do love that song. What's love got to do with it? What's love got to do with groups? I'm going to connect groups and love. And to do that, I'm going to turn back in the Bible a little bit to to the book of John and the very words of Jesus himself. It's the Last Supper. Jesus is reclined at the table with his disciples. Judas has gone off and is about to do his plan. And these are some powerful words that come across. Um, In John... 13, 34, and 35, Jesus is speaking to his disciples. He says, 14, 34, A new commandment I give to you, that you love one another, even as I have loved you, that you also love one another. By this, all men will know that you are my disciples, if you have love for one another. Powerful words, powerful words. I'm reminded of a book I read. My good friend Art Bauer gave me a book, loaned me a book. Bob Goff, anyone ever hear Bob Goff? He wrote uh, Love Does, and then he wrote another book called Everybody Always. And this is what he says about love. 
All of this raised a question I've been thinking about a lot lately. How do we prove who we are? I don't mean our driver's licenses, who our driver's licenses say we are, or what our career suggests about who we are, or who we tell other people we are, or who they tell us we are. Jesus talked to his friends a lot about how we should identify ourselves. He said it wouldn't be what we said we believed or all the good we hoped to do someday. Nope. He said we would identify ourselves simply by how we loved people. It's tempting to think there's more to it, but there's not. Love isn't something we fall into. Love is someone we become. People who are becoming love see the beauty in others, even when maybe their off-putting behavior makes for a pretty weird mask. What Jesus told his friends can be summed up in this way. He wants us to love everybody, always. And I, I just think that that book is amazing. I highly recommend it. I think Bill Sammons recommended it on his Facebook page from the bridge. Everybody always. It was life-changing. A, a different perspective on people and love. I want to take a pause here real quick from Jesus' great words and say some of my own. <laughs> I love my job. I, I'm thankful for my job. It's part-time here at the church. But I'll tell you the reason why I love my job so much. I'm looking at it. You are the reason I love my job so much. I love talking to you folks, getting to know you in the lobby, hearing your stories a little bit, emailing you, calling you. I, I love it. It is my privilege and honor to get to know you a little bit and to hear, hear what's going on in your life. And I just want to say that I've heard something about you people. I, I've learned something about you. I really have, and I'm going to tell everyone what I've learned about you. And don't take it the wrong way. <laughs> and truly, I say this from my heart, I think you people are amazing. I think you're awesome. I think you are awe-inspiring. You're extraordinary. You're remarkable. You are phenomenal. You are some of the coolest people, forgive my... 70s language there. Some of the coolest people I have ever met. Your faith, your stories are, are just encourage me. Uh, I love to see your smile, your activities. Um, you, are, you are really cool people. I could talk about so many of you individually. And I mentioned my friend Art Bauer. He's a, he's a Marine, tough guy. I don't know if many of you know Art. I think he has an earring or two. <laughs> Art is a tough guy. Guess what? He's a vegan. Who would have known? <laughs> tough guy, Marine, Art Bauer is a vegan. <laughs> I, I love, well, Art, what are you eating this week? How should I change my diet? Art, give me some tips on nutrition. Um, Judy and Nick Chumbris, amazing people. They came from uh, careers of working on Capitol Hill. They came to Sussex County not really knowing Jesus at all. But they came, and Judy and Nick got plugged into that Hudson Bayshore group. And their faith and service and love for God, you can see it. It's written all over Judy Chumbris. And Nick Chumbris has such a heart of service. Um, there's a group in here I've gotten to know, and I've loved every minute of it, the Young Moms group. We have a Young Moms group. 
These girls are amazing. They are raising their kids. They are going to school. They are nurses. They are businesswomen. Uh, one's getting her doctorate. I mean, these women are awesome. And they're raising these little kids, and they're doing a way better job than I ever did with mine. And I'm just blown away, away by them. Ricky and Susan LeCate, I could go on and on. Um, just uh, amazing. There's a gal who I met a couple times, a sun, couple Sundays ago. Her name's Catherine. I don't know if she's here this service or not. Uh, she came from Chesapeake Christian Church across the bay, and she told me, I've been looking for a church, and I'm new to the area, and I, I've just been sort of discouraged. She came and found Bayshore and, and told me her story a little bit, and She's really getting plugged in and really enjoying herself here. I, I love it. I love it. I love getting to know you folks. Now, getting back to John, <laughs> Christ's command for us to love. I believe if we get to know each other, like I have gotten to know you folks, if we get to know each other, what better way than to get to know each other to share laughter, stories, encouragement, victories, heartaches, struggles. What better way than in uh, the context and community of our Bayshore group settings? I believe as we spend time in those intimate, informal groups, in your living room, in your kitchen, the small, as Jeremy said, the circle of people, we can and we will grow in love for each other, thus, fulfill, thus fulfilling Christ's command a new commandment I give you, that you love one another, even as I have loved you. Now, I realize this may not be an easy or natural step for some of you. Our personalities are also very different. Some of you, well, some of you may not even like a lot of people, <laughs> let alone love them. <laughs> and um, some of our personalities are just more warm and open and inviting. Others are a little more cool and standoffish. That's okay. But guess what? I have a way, I have an answer for all of us. I have a way to fix this love problem. And uh, I hope you'll bear with me. It's a movie clip. I want to show a movie clip. It's a 45-second movie clip, and it's going to solve all of our love problem. <laughs> it's going to make us be more loving. 45-second clip. And uh, it's from The Grinch Who Stole Christmas, of all things. And please forgive me for the, uh, for the Christmas idea and theme here. It's a little early for that. But I believe this is the best example of a Christian principle ever. And you will see. I'll set the stage. The Grinch has stolen all the presents from Whoville. He has stolen all the presents from the Who's. He and his dog, Max... And they have them all in this big sled. And he wants to steal Christmas from the Who's. So that's the stage. Um, but then let's just say he has a change of heart. So go ahead, Colleen. Roll my clip for me. What happened then 
Well, in Whoville, they say, that the Grinch's small heart grew three sizes that day. And then, the true meaning of Christmas came through, and the Grinch found the strength of ten Grinches, plus two. I, I have loved that clip for decades. <laughs> and I really think that says, that speaks volumes. He says the true meaning of Christmas came through. Well, we all know what or who the true meaning of Christmas is. The Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. The Father, Son, and Holy Spirit touched the Grinch. And his little shriveled heart started to grow and grow and grow and broke the x-ray machine. And I think um, that's God's desire for each and every one of us. No matter what size our heart is now, he wants our heart to continue growing and growing and burst out of the x-ray machine. Now, I believe God can radically change our hearts and our lives if we commit to a simple prayer, here's my simple prayer. It's simple, <laughs> and, and I believe it can work. It goes something like this. If we can commit to a simple, sincere prayer, God can do a radical work in our heart. Lord, I confess that my natural ability to love others falls so very short of your command and your desire for me. Please, by your Holy Spirit power, put your love in my heart for people. Simple prayer. By your Holy Spirit, Lord, put your great unconditional love in my heart for people. And I want to tell you, I have prayed that prayer, and it works. It really works. And... um. He accomplished that in my own heart. And guess where it started? <laughs> it started in my own home <laughs> with the man who was laying next to me in bed, my husband. <laughs> I love my husband. We've been married going on 35 years, I think. I have always loved my husband. Uh, real quick, I'll tell you a couple things about him. He's a strong German man, and he's an engineer. <laughs> okay. Do you know anything about strong German people and engineers? <laughs> They're sometimes not always easy to love. Let's just put it that way. Just the facts. Just the facts, Jody. Be logical. Just the facts. Well, guess what? Facts? What facts? <laughs> Do facts really matter? It's all about how I feel and my emotion. So, <laughs> so early in our marriage, you know, it was a little tough sometimes. And don't you say that it wasn't for you either, because I know it was. Um, I always loved my husband, but of course, you know, as we grew in our relationship, there were some tough times. And I remember praying, I remember praying, Lord, put your love for my husband in my heart. Your love for Tom. Put your love for Tom in my heart. And I can tell you without a shadow of a doubt, he did. My, my unconditional love for my husband has grown and grown and grown I love and adore that man. Now, d believe me, he's not perfect and neither am I. 
But uh, I love and adore him. And I just know my heart of love has increased over our 35 years. Now when he gets on my nerves, I just sort of laugh at it. <laughs> and I don't get, so, don't get all uptight and wrought out about it. So uh, God honored my prayer. But not only for my husband, but I think my heart of love, I just sense it. It has just grown and grown for the people I come across. Christians, non-Christians. You know, I I love people. I honestly say I love people. And I believe that if God has expanded my heart of love, he can do that for every single one of us. Um, And I'm, I'm closing. I'm coming to the end here. I encourage you, I encourage you, as I merge our Bayshore groups and love, if you haven't already considered joining one of our wonderful Bayshore groups, I hope uh, you might reconsider. And I thank you so much for those of you who are part of our group. I hope you see that time uh, not just as another event on your schedule, but it's an intimate gathering of believers who are standing on holy ground, who are fulfilling God's command and purpose and plan in the early church and um, fulfilling Christ's command to love one another. Um, I, I encourage you to commit to that early church example that God ordained for fellowship and community. I ask you to do a little homework Maybe pray that simple prayer that I prayed. Lord, my love falls so short. And I, you know it when you're driving, right? <laughs> when you're behind the wheel. When you're in a long line at the grocery store. When you're in a hurry, but the person in front of you is not. <laughs> um, right about then, your heart of love needs to expand a little bit. Um, I come from, I have some impatient drivers in my family, you know, and I know some impatient drivers. I can say I probably beat my horn three times in my life (laughs) at the most. I know some people who are beeping their horn (laughs) three times before they get down the road. Um, So commit to considering a Bayshore group. Commit to praying that prayer of, Lord, increase my heart of love. And, um, you know, we have some amazing groups in here. I could talk about so many of them. Uh, John Masters, he wants to minister to our veterans. Jeff Hudson leads a couple groups. Jeff Hudson, Pastor Jeff, is an amazing Bible teacher. He teaches a Bible every Wednesday night. Um, Claudia Cianci, her friend is here, Greg. She is not. She is a professional artist who loves God, loves people, and has an amazing talent for art. Brigida Canfield, who is heading up our recess group. She and her husband, Joel. It's been my privilege and honor to get to know them. They are awesome, awesome people. Um, so please check out our, our pamphlet. You can go on our website, or there's plenty of pamphlets out at the info desk. Uh, I encourage you. I encourage you. Check out our groups. As we do that, as we commit to groups and we commit to love, we will fulfill Christ's command. His command in John 13, 34. I give to you a new commandment. You love one another. By this, 
all men will know that you are my disciples. In Millsboro, in Sussex County, into Maryland, if we commit to this, Bayshore Church is going to be known as a church who loves one another, a church who is, who is um, truly a biblical church following the commandments of Christ. We will be known, his disciples, if we have love for one another. Go on to our uh, website to check out our groups and check out our information center. And I just want to thank you so much for letting me come and share my heart a little bit about Abayshore groups, about you guys. Look down the aisle at each other. Look at each other. Go ahead and look across the aisles at each other. Guess who you are looking at? And I know this for a fact because I've talked with so many of you. You are phenomenal people. You are, and I say, forgive me, cool people. That was my lingo back in the 70s. You guys are really cool. Get to know each other. You'll you'll really enjoy it. Thank you so much. I want to close in prayer. Dear Lord, thank you so much for this time. Um, We thank you for your holy and precious word above all else. I thank you for this church family that truly is my family. And I pray that uh, you would do your good work in each and every one of our hearts. That we will continue to grow in your grace, your love, and your mercy Today, tomorrow, next week, and for years to come, we will continue to grow. Our hearts will expand with love. Thank you so much, Lord. And I love to say this. You are the best thing that has ever happened to us. And we pray in Jesus' name. Amen.